I'm Jonathan Armstrong. I'm temporarily in New York, but normally in the U.S. And most definitely in the U.S. is Eric Sinrod, who's with me here. And Eric, we've talked about the right to be forgotten before. And you've been exercising your mind as to whether the U.S. needs a right to be forgotten as well. I've been thinking about it, and it's a subject you brought to my attention earlier quite a while ago. And by the way, this is Eric Sinrod and Dwayne Morris. We're now bringing you Podcast 136 and Going Strong. So, yeah, interesting topic, Jonathan, like I said, that you alerted to me before. And the real question is, you know, should our digital past always follow us around, or should we have the right periodically to wipe our digital slates clean? And as you'll be telling us, I'm sure, in much more detail in a moment, uh, the right to be forgotten has garnered quite a bit of attention in Europe, where privacy, frankly, uh, in my humble opinion, is more strictly protected than here in the U.S. And while there have been some rumblings here on our soil, uh, perhaps now is the time for this notion to be taken much more serious here in the U.S. Uh, like it has been uh, in Europe. Um, this will take you back, Jonathan. Uh, remember in the mid-1980s, there was the band The Simple Minds, mm. and they had the, the famous song and lyric, Don't You Forget About Me. <laughs> and back in the 80s, Back in the 80s, before we played our lives out loud on the Internet, the fear was that an individual might not be noticed. You know, you might just be a wallflower that disappears into oblivion. Fast forward, where are we now? Uh, we live in such different times. Practically everything is recorded for posterity. And, Jonathan, this includes not just warm and friendly family photos, but also material that at times might seem funny and perhaps edgy, but might later come back to haunt somebody. So let's take a hypothetical. Imagine we have a teenager who posts online all sorts of photos, videos, and comments related to her alcohol consumption, recreational drug use, and her sexual preferences and activities at the time. Uh, in her early 20s, as she grows up, she becomes involved in fringe political groups and posts political rants far outside the mainstream views online. She also makes internet comments that are disparaging against certain industry groups and employers. Now, as she gets even further developed in life, she's in her late 20s and she's approaching her 30s. And she's matured. She does not condone her prior conduct and views and she wants to get on with her life to build a productive career and have more seasoned social relationships. So she wants to move on from what she now views as her prior immature past. Can she, or will she be haunted by the digital footprints from her earlier years? Does she, Jonathan, have the right to say, unlike the song, forget about me, hmm. instead of don't you forget about me? Um, you know, obviously these uh, potential answers to these questions are going to be explored more going forward. Um, you know, once upon a time, uh, the past easily disappeared as people could reinvent themselves as their lives progressed. Uh, and frankly, this really does seem to be an important interest, and really it might even be a right that needs to be more fully mapped out. So, Jonathan, why don't you tell us what is happening over there, because uh, there have been, as, at least as my understanding goes, uh, more developments uh, on your side of the pond. Yes, I mean, I think it's an ongoing uh, story over in, over in Europe, and, um, and very thought-provoking remarks, I think, uh, 
Eric. I mean, I think in some respects, I mean, the logic, logical thing to be might be to have a division between almost the trivial which could be forgot and, and the serious which should never be forgotten. I mean, to use your music analogy, maybe a line between um, don't you forget about me on, on, one, um, on one side and um, you must remember this on the other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. and, and, it, and, and as I said, with the, the cases that we've been involved with on the right to be forgotten are very serious, however. It's not a, it's not a trivial thing that most people are trying to forget. And we look back only a couple of weeks ago to things like the uh, Charlie Hebdo m uh, massacres. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, individuals like that also try to forget their past. They want people to forget the fact that they visited terrorist training camps. And if we are seriously going to have a right to be forgotten that we allow people to enforce, are we also going to allow them to ask uh, that all those sorts of records be erased as well. And it seems to me in this age that we live in, none of that is practical or really in the public good. I mean, it seems to me that, you know, somebody who was, I don't know, let's say, a goth in their teenage years and mm -hmm. now wants to be regarded as a, I don't know, a serious tax accountant and wants to forget the fact they were a goth, well, <laughs> yes, yes, they do. But should we rewrite the law uh, to enable them to have their former Gothdom to be forgotten at the expense of our ability to look at the relevant and dirty past of some of these individuals? And as I say, my experience, and uh, I, I think we did, you know, perhaps the first uh, case post. Google is that people just want to extend this right to be forgotten into this irrevocable right to forget anything that they choose when they choose. And I don't think society uh, should or can live with that, particularly when these are people who, as I say, um, in, in, in our experience have, have, let's say, allegedly uh, committed fraud, committed genocide and have uh, been responsible for some pretty bad deeds. Now, that's not to say that they don't have a right to mark the record as well. So in the case of your girl who had, um, you know, political leanings that she's moved away from, I think there is a right already under the dead protection legislation in Europe in most cases to ask that the record be corrected or uh, if it's wrong or that you um, most organizations will allow you to place a note against it so just for example as a good journalist will interview you uh, side by side uh, and, and put your side of events uh, People like credit reference agencies, for example, have long given individuals the right to say, you know, this court judgment that was entered against me was something that was done in default. I've always protested it. And, and I think 
there is more of an argument for extending the right to comment rather than the right to be forgotten. And that might address some of the, uh, some of the issues that you feel about people's digital past. The other thing I would say, however, is that I think the more trivial aspects of one's digital past are becoming more and more trivial as a result. So, for example, mm -hmm. I know that um, when I, uh, I, I'm, as you know, I think, Eric, I do a sort of not-for-profit project where we look at uh, people who are applying to be lawyers and look at their digital footprint. And the reality is that almost all of them have now got something that they regret, even at age 17. So it seems to me that most employers are going to have to get used to the fact that whereas even five years ago, if they researched the digital background of 100 candidates, they'd probably find five with some sort of blemish. My suspicion is that if, if you research 100 now, you've probably got 95 with a blemish. And I think there's been that exponential increase just as social media has become more uh, more ubiqu uh, ubiquitous and um so so i think that the that the sort of detriment if you like of um of having a bad past is reducing as well obviously aside from things like fraud and terrorism it seems to me that yeah. the public has a right to remember those you know jonathan you make a lot of really good points and of course the devil is in the details and your your great knowledge of gotham makes me think that there's what should we or should we not forget about your past, but be that as may, uh, you're actually making a pretty good case for there not to be a right to be forgotten because I agree with you when it comes to the trivial, um, maybe it just doesn't really matter because we all live in glass houses at this point. We all have so mm -hmm. much exposed um, on the Internet and through social media and otherwise. You know, If employers, for example, were to reject every single applicant that might have had a photo of them, you know, drinking, you know, tequila shots or something at once upon a time in their youth, in their fraternity days in college, you know, they wouldn't be able to hire anybody. And it, it almost reminds me of a situation, I don't know if you recall the presidential candidate here, Gary Hart, from I believe it's a 1988 presidential campaign. And yeah, and there were, there were rumors that he had been philandering outside of his marriage and he dared the press to follow him and then he was Maybe we talked about this before, but he was he was found to be uh, allegedly, at least seemingly, having an affair on a boat off of Florida called Monkey Business. Yeah, and that would that that doomed his political career. Just four years later, Bill Clinton ran for president and was elected twice, and there was all sorts of uh, you know indications of him having affairs with people like Jennifer Flowers and others, and there was sort of an inoculation effect, and the trivial. You know, maybe this hypothetical girl that I provided who had, you know, the, the somewhat wild youth who now wants to be taken more seriously, maybe that's very commonplace and maybe it just doesn't warrant uh, a legal right to be forgotten. But when it comes to the case of, you know, potential terrorist activities or fraud or other criminal um, uh, behaviors, we really have a right to remember. Um, yeah, I've, I've got a mildly amusing story from last night. I know this is going to put us slightly over, but I think it's just worth it. Um, 
I um, th obviously there was forecast to be a huge snowstorm in New York last night, which didn't actually happen. And I went for a uh, little bit of a walk, and I walked past News Corporation's uh, uh, HQ, and uh, I was just there. I was amused actually that, um, as you know, News Corporation have had issues in the UK when uh, Fox News called Birmingham 100% Islam or something like that, and they were forced to apologize. And they've also had an incident where they arrested a UK, hmm, maybe comedian, certainly actor, called Russell Brand. I don't know whether you remember. <laughs> and, sure. um, and they arrested him, uh, I, I recalled, for filming outside News Corporation. So my mildly amusing story is, I hadn't connected that in my mind, but they were erecting a tent uh, outside News Corporation for Fox to broadcast from. And that seemed to me quite an amusing idea, that if you're reporting on what is meant to be the highest winds in the history of New York, is erecting a tent outside your building the wisest idea in the world? So I was a little bit amused by it, and I took a photograph of the tent, at which... News Corporation's, a very nice, but News Corporation's security detail appeared out of nowhere. Uh, and exactly as per the Russell Brand film of the incident, started saying it is not permitted to photograph any Fox News personnel. And I said, are you, are you mistaking me from, for Russell Brand? Do you think I'm Russell Brand? And, and the guy had the classic line of, I have no opinion as to whether you are Russell Brand or not. <laughs> and anyhow, my, um, my, the, the reason for the story is basically he said to me, there's a, a law that says you're not allowed to photograph Fox News personnel. And I said, I'm very interested. What is that law? And he said he couldn't, um, he, he, he couldn't you know, put his hand on that law. And I said, well, was the existence of this law as accurate as the fact that Birmingham was 100% Muslim? And was he, um, you know, was he sure of his facts this time because they'd had to admit that they'd got them wrong last time? And, and interestingly, he gave a similar answer to the right to be forgotten. He said it's the right of any news organization to get it wrong which I thought, if that's an official Fox News statement, and it seemed to me it came off the tongue well enough as if it might be, I thought that was an interesting perspective, and uh, I wonder if it's actually correct. I mean, maybe in the U.S. there is a, 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 a written law that says you can't photograph Fox News and also a written law that says <laughs> that there's a right of news organizations to get it wrong or not care about whether they're right. I guess as you were speaking to one not very well-informed individual. Uh, well, he was very professional, to be fair, very professional, oh. and, and engaged nicely in the conversation. We agreed to disagree as to, uh, uh, as, as to the legal merits of his argument. Well, I didn't realize I'd been doing 136 podcasts with Russell Brandon. At some point, <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll, have, some point you'll have to tell me about your former marriage to Katy Perry. Um, <laughs> But now we're about up to our Tech Law 20, so we'll probably have to conclude at this point. Uh, all very interesting stuff. Uh, please join us next week for our next probably Tech Law 10, maybe Tech Law 12 or 15. You know, just a little extra bonus minutes for you if we go over. Uh, this is Eric Sinrod at Dwayne Morris 
LLP. I'm at EJ Sinrod at DwayneMorris.com. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Okay, Russell, bring it home. Well, thanks ever so much for listening. Um, I would try and do a Russell Brand impression. I'm not sure I'm really up to it. Um, but uh, in any event, uh, as I say, this has been our um, t- uh, Tech Law 10 this week, or almost our 15 minutes of fame following the Right to be Forgotten theme. Um, do get in touch with us, as Eric said, um, via email. I'm jonathan.armstrong at cordrycompliance.com via our LinkedIn discussion pages or via Twitter. We're always keen to hear your ideas for topics, and we look forward to hearing or uh, speaking to you next week. Take care. Bye now. And hopefully we'll close this out with a Simple Minds song, Don't You Forget About Me. <laughs> no.